welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Good evening and welcome to Miracles in Recovery. We are back at it again on November 9th. 2020 november i mean and what a week we have had yeah i mean not only just talking about the weather i mean we we've had a uh um i had i had pieces of my house blowing off and it was only supposed to be a light tropical storm it was pretty bad yeah so fortunately enough we didn't get the we didn't get the water that they thought they thought we were going to get like 12 inches of rain right some yeah. places they did. We're yeah. a little bit north of that. But yeah, we, we've been in a, in, a, in a mess for the last few days. So happy it's almost over. Happy it's almost over. Happy, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the world is changing on us. Yes, the world is changing on us. Uh, well, the United States is changing on us first. And then the world will change on us later, I guess, because they follow what we do. We do have a guest. We had him on two weeks ago. Uh, and we had audio problems, so we had to pull out. He was generous enough to schedule us back again on his uh, probably very busy schedule. Um, it is the author of the book, Safe to Love Again, How to Release the Pain of Past Relationships and Create the Love You Deserve. Dr. Gary Salia, welcome. Thank you, Ray and Ellen, for having me on. And I have to say, two weeks ago was not the first time I've dealt with problems in connection. They're getting kind of a <clears throat> kind of bad right now. Yes. Because everybody's online. Well, you know, the, the beauty thing about it is, is that we were saying before, before we went on the air, uh, last time that we spoke, the last two times that we spoke, we were speaking over Skype. So we weren't looking at each other. Now we have the benefit of, of eye-to-eye contact, you know, and, and it's, it's that much more calming for me, and, it, and it's a lot more connective. Very much know? more connective. Yeah. That's the important part, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, really and, and, that, and there's actually science for that because, you know, we know from attachment science, the research that 80% of attachment signals are visually, our brain is looking for the small muscles around the eyes and mm-hmm. the mouth. And so it, when, when you're just talking, a part of your brain is like, oh, wait a minute, the radar just went out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, and it doesn't like that. <laughs> we were talking, we were talking uh, a couple weeks ago before, like I said, we lost connection. I probably won't say that again, but before we lost connection, um, one of the questions that I had for you was um, the Zoom aspect of... Um, how you're getting along doing your client-based um mm-hmm. and you you were saying that it's that it uh if i if i remember correctly um sometimes it's a little more dangerous to couples using social media type environments to converse not not <clears throat> I, I face-to-face but texting and stuff like that oh yes if you in texting uh I tell you how important it was. I, when I work with couples, I often have to get them off of texting because texting is not only empty calories in terms of our attachment systems, feeling like there's a connection, but 
a lot of people, they get agitated and they've got to fire off that concern or oh, that yeah. argument. And the other person, they uh, they read whatever they want to into it, even if it wasn't meant as harshly as they thought. Or the person who's voicing it cannot see, oh, from a reaction, that didn't land low. How do I reshape that? How do I re-say that? And the most egregious fights up and on text. Just stay away from them. Text me <laughs> so you can see each other. So you can see their head go back or the, the frown on their face that says, that word didn't land. How can I say that differently? <laughs> well, and not only that, but it's there forever. You can't say, yeah. oh, I didn't say that. Yes, exactly. And, well, that has some merits, I guess. The big thing is it's not done in a way that you can maximally repair <clears throat> once uh, texts are just horrible. Because the, the real thing is when you're bringing up something to your beloved, you would ideally like to be able to see that reaction in real time and make a repair in the first 10 seconds after it lands wrongly, then waiting 10 minutes and then they can't talk to you. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've had to work for couples and get them to stop. And it's amazing what happens when couples stop texting and they and they wait until they're in each other's presence. Hmm. There's, a, there's an element. They have well, it is. Uh, timing yeah. is a part of assertion. I talk about a secure right to assert in a relationship, but you have to know, one, how to say it, and two, you have to know timing. You may have to wait an hour or two or when they get home that night. Just, you know, aggressive assertion is not a good way to be in a relationship. Well, I found that when we switched to email back in the 90s at work. And all of a sudden, people are getting offended by the stuff that's going back and forth because I think some people tend to get a little braver when they're not face-to-face -face with someone. <laughs> yeah, and will say something, you know, things that, could be taken as offensive. Maybe they mean mm -hmm. it, maybe they don't. But I, I, yeah, I think face-to-face -face is always better. And also in today's social, social media, uh, not Zoom, but social media, um, there, there is so much hate projected that it's probably easy for me to text Ellen something that I would that I would think would be okay to write on social media, and it's absolutely not okay. You know what I mean? Like so. Yeah. Oh, oh, and you know, and to be honest with you, social media because you kind of slink back to anonymity. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things we know in couples, Ray and Alan, is that if there's the presence of contempt in a relationship that with 94% predictability, it will predict the demise of that couple's relationship. It's the acid rain of relationships, contempt. How many times do you see contempt running amok on Twitter or Facebook? Mm -hmm. Not so much LinkedIn, but those Every two day. platforms. Yeah. And it's, it's not going to do the fabric of our national connection one bit better than it will a couple. No. Uh, Yes, and you people will post things that you know thirty years ago you would never stick in somebody's face. <laughs> true, very yes. true, true, true. So we want to keep the dialogue respectful of each other, and if the country is going to learn anything after this last week, is that we've got to get back 
to respecting each other and the choices that multiple millions of people have made or didn't make. Very true. Now, another, another question is, um, we talked briefly about um, COVID. Yes. You know, COVID-19. And share a little bit about how that can ultimately affect, I mean, we, I guess we can all, I mean, we know in our interactions on a daily basis with family members, how being stuck together all day long can be pretty taxing. So relationships wise, how are you working with couples with that? Okay. You know, it's funny back in March, my son called me, he's an adult and he calls me some Saturday afternoon. He says, and that was the day that Gavin Newsom shut down California. Mm -hmm. Yes. And he says, how's it feel to be grounded dad? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, well, it's actually been a few years, (laughs) you know, now, Two hours, I went online and looked at it and go, okay, that makes sense. Um, but what I realized, I thought about it for two for two hours and I said, this is going to be a crisis. Because with your shelter in place, I talk about that one of the, the, the key elements of love is having what I call a proper right to separate and belong. And it's like breathing. You separate and you go out and you expand you you do your job, you go, you explore your life, you pursue your dreams, but you have the right to come back to a really supportive we, somebody that's got your back, somebody that you have a home port in their heart. Go out and, and come back, explore, come back. Little kids do this all the time. Mm-hmm. How many times does a little toddler go out and play and you're in the room, but you go into the kitchen and they go, wow, they want to make sure you're looking over them. You know, that's where the right comes from. So I realized this COVID is going to split that right down the middle. Couples are going to get all of the right, you know, to to belong and no right to separate, which is just going to overcook things. And then singles were going to get the exact opposite. They were going to get all right to be separate and no right to belong, to go out. And and that's what they they complain about. How do you even date? But for uh, couples, oh, my God, it's a... It's a pressure cooker because too much of a good thing is too much of a good thing. And I can speak from experience. I mean, I had some shepherd pie that was really good yesterday. And, you know, uh, too much of a good thing was too much of a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and it was excellent, you know. Now, what I tell couples is we're going to have to negotiate. You know, well, there's three things I tell couples, Ray and Alan. Um, One is all that togetherness is a pressure cooker. You're under each other's feet. And before we were using distractions to be able to manage differences. A lot of couples never dealt with their core issues. You know, they just go to work or they go to school and then they do their, their workout and they didn't have, and if they could just get it down to 15, 20 minutes of dealing with that rub in the relationship, they were good with it. But when that rub becomes all day long, it's too much. So they're going to have to negotiate how to have me time again. They have to sit down and say, how, what are the rules for me? Is there a time in the day that we are separate? That means, and that means separate means no bids for attention, no bids for support. They get to be a me. Or if they're sitting in that chair from, you know, then you know, oh, that's me time. But they have to figure out what are the signals 
so they can be me, so they can come together refreshed and not overheated. And the other one is they, with all these feelings, I mean, feelings are all over the place. They're like airports. They're like planes landing at an airport like O'Hare or, you know, or LaGuardia. There's tons of them. Am I going to lose my job? Am I going to lose my career? How do I deal with the kids who are, you know, who are homeschooling, shepherding, you know, if you're, you know, sheltering a place, could my mom get it? Could my dad get it? You know, somebody else got it in the family, all that. So you got to make every feeling okay, every feeling. And have time, 10 minutes a day for each partner to share their feelings, not about the relationship, but about their whatever they're worrying about. And just be there emotionally for each other, not fixing the problem, but feeling. That will actually, there's research says that will dissipate a lot of the, the stress. And then the other rule is, you know, only one person can freak out at a time. Someone's yeah. got to decide to hold down that's the gonna, fort. I'm sure that's kind of tough, right? But you know, the, yeah. the, the, the benefit that we've had down here, um, and I'm not saying Ellen and I, but the benefit that families have had down here, her with her family and me with mine, um, we we haven't been uh, we're not lockdowns that long, haven't we were only been strictly enforced. Yeah. So you know the only thing is is we need to make sure we wear a mask when we go into Publix, Home Depot, stuff like that. Um, so we really haven't been locked down from the beginning. Right? I mean maybe the first couple of weeks. Uh, they were, the first month. I think we yeah. the month of April. But after that, and after that, they opened like, it back up and they've been opening and, you know, everybody that's going to get it's going to get it. And so the me time was was to be able to go right over the causeway and drive down the beach, you know, where other people were me timing as well. Yeah. Um, but but the thing is, is like in the in the more stricter environments, I could see where that would be 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, a time bomb. Well, and, and, and I know there are regional differences and different mm -hmm. estimations of it, but I've been deal I've had a rush of couples since COVID started into uh, who I'm dealing with across the country. And I can honestly say that the big rub is when one has a more stringent view mm -hmm. of what they need to feel safe. And the other one says, oh, no, no, I should be able to go to the gym. And the other one is going, no, I, I don't want to, to yeah. lose my life. Now, when you get that differential and the one says, oh, you're overreacting and the other one says, you're trying to kill me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you know, this is the very basis. Now you're dealing with trust. Yeah. And this is where, I mean, and the person thinks, oh, they'll get over it. No. Uh -uh. If you make that sort of, I'll leverage my interest at the expense of yours. And mm -hmm. somebody thinks this isn't paying the credit card. This is about my life. That level of what's called betrayal will haunt that relationship for a good many years. Makes sense, I guess. Yeah. So, so, and just, and you, and so one of the things I have to do is help uh, couples to learn how to cherish and protect each other, even when there is this values difference. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they'll argue, both sides will argue with data. And what I say to all my couples, don't bring data to a values conflict. Mm -hmm. You know, this is about values. You've got to protect them. If, and, if, and then you get through the, uh, the crisis well, me, and you're so more likely me, to have less. Right, let me ask you right there. Uh, the individual who thinks it's okay to go out 
versus the individual who says you're trying to kill me, um, which do you focus on trying to understand a little bit better of what's going on? Like, would it be the person who is more free to go out? Hey, why don't you think you should, don't you think you should stay home and honor this individual's, not necessarily insecurities, but um, fear? I try to understand both. I try to be immaculately fair, but I do know, and barring there's something hugely overly anxious about the one concern, the anxious one's concerns, I can tell you the long-term effects of ignoring that bid for physical safety is, ha- is, is it's, it's not as negotiable as yeah. other things. You got to, because it's life. And yeah, it, no, I get, I get it. And that would be the, that would be the, the, uh, in, in my layman's uh, view, that would be the one that you would probably need to nurture a little more. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So call 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792 with your questions for Dr. Salyer or comments when Ellen and I return on the Miracles and Recovery radio show. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, clinical trials, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. If you or somebody you love is dealing with an addiction to alcohol or drugs, you may be looking for all kinds of answers. Let Recovery Radio with host Zach Crouch be your guide. Zach Crouch will speak with experts and share personal stories of addiction recovery. You'll also learn what's beyond the surface of mental health, root causes of addiction, and more. Most importantly, we'll explore the solutions and treatments to get you back on track. Recovery Radio. New episodes are available every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening. 
listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back to Miracles in Recovery. If you or your organization would like to be a featured guest on the show, please send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org and we'll send you an information packet on how to schedule a time for you to be on the show so that we can focus on what you have to bring to the recovery community. And we do love our guests and we have one of our favorite guests tonight, Dr. Gary Sawyer. He is the author of Safe to Love Again, How to Release the pain of past relationships and create the love you deserve. Doc, please tell the audience how they can get your book, how they can find you online, your websites, your Facebook, Twitter, EIEIO. Well, the book is on Amazon. You just have to look for Safe to Love Again uh, on Amazon. That's that's an easy route. Uh, my website is Gary Salyer, S-A-L-Y-E-R, uh, uh, doc, uh, com. If you go there, you can obviously reach out to me. You know, it's, there's a web, you know, Dr. Gary at GarySalary.com. And there's some cool freebies. There. There's videos. And if you sign up for the Love Inspirations on the first page, you get a set of videos that are meant to give you some beautiful uh, uh, pieces of advice, uh, tools for both singles and couples to find and create and keep more love. Awesome. I was going to say, you surely have things for singles as well. I, was, I, I did read your book and I was kind of interested in your six rights that you have from the time you're, I guess, born. Can you kind of go into that a little bit? Sure. Uh, you know, what I argue is in attachment theory, and it's just a fancy term for the science of how your brain gets wired to love and be loved. We know there's three major styles that people relate. There's the secure who are comfortable being in a relationship, giving and depending. Um, then there's the anxious who are afraid love is going to go away. When you did you text me? Why didn't you call me back? And then there's the avoidance who tend to dismiss feelings and they're not comfortable depending. Now, what I asked the question was, that's really great. A label like that in five bucks might get you something at Starbucks, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's, so I said, what creates a secure love style? And it turns out between zero and three, based on the quality of your experiences with parents, uh, uh, you're giving these permission slips for love. I call them rights. Now that does not mean that later experience doesn't count. It does, like a bad marriage or stuff that happened in high school or, or whatever, stuff does happen. But the original templates are put up. And what it comes down to is babies are given, you know, if they're welcomed with joy in, uh, by mom and dad, then they're given a right to exist, which means that it feels good being in the world and it feels good being in their body. They don't have to be in their head or just be spiritual. It's okay to be here and now and in the present, which is a really good thing for them. The next right is a right. If a baby is, is given the feeling of feeling worthy and nourished, by constant, uh, you know, when they bid for attention, uh, they're given attuned responses. They're given a right to reach out for their needs and to expect that they'll have an attuned response back to give and receive. Then when they're a toddler, 
they're given what I called before is a right to separate and belong. Oh, I get to go out and be a me and come back to a we. Now, that one gets split sometimes, but it's both. Not just me, not just self-actualization, but we and we actually. This is the right that allows you to feel cherished and protected in a relationship. Somebody cherishes you enough that they want to protect you by being a we with you, a partner with you. And then two other rights that give you a feeling of empowered with choice. Uh, a right to create your own experience, which means somebody else doesn't get to be the uh, standard of your experience. You get to explore your own experience, all the sides of you, good and bad. There's a right to have a voice, to, you know, the right to assert. And if you add all that together, the sixth right is a right to love and be loved back. Not all right to love and never be loved back or opposite. So you're given a right to exist, a right to have your needs met, a right to be a me and a we, so to speak, um, a right to create your own experience, a right to assert, and a right to love and be loved. And if any of those are, you're not given a full permission slip, there are predictable patterns that create problems for love later on. That's the key. So what goes on at three will track itself into adult relationships with predictable relationship problems. Now, when you say when you say predictable, um, is it, uh, you know, for lack of a better way to put it, is it a foregone conclusion that someone who is exposed to, say, alcoholism as a child will be drawn to that as an adult in, in a relationship? Well, now, yes. Now, uh, yes, it can be that. It, obviously, there's the modeling thing. But uh, I, I've dealt with a lot of clients who have had, you know, uh, parents, one or both parents that dealt with alcohol or drug addiction. Right. Now, when, now but it affects the child. When uh, somebody's got alcohol and drug addiction, that present, that that uh, parent isn't very present. A lot of times they get the idea, mom's, mom was passed out all the time uh, on the couch asleep. I had to get my needs met by myself. <laughs> or I had to do it by myself. <laughs> right. Or, or if you have a rageaholic father who, uh, when they get drunk, they learn, I can't have a voice. So they can't assert. It, it, that type of relationship with a parent, it, it will affect pe different people differently, but it always has a predictable uh, a response. And then later on, mm -hmm. that person doesn't understand why they're always resentful because they're giving and giving and giving because they learn to try to give and appease mom. Or they, or they can't give adequate feedback to their spouse and then the relationship goes south because at one point in time, I dare not say anything to my drunken father. And that feeling of I'm disempowered goes through the next relationship and the next. And until you restore those feelings of welcomed and worthy and cherished and empowered so you can, you can create better relationships, there are predictable ones. Like say uh, somebody doesn't have a right to create their own experience. They will do one of two things typically. They'll find someone who will dominate them and then complain all about it, but that's the only thing they have a right for. Or they'll lose themselves in a relationship, and after four or five relationships where they lost themselves, they'll be afraid of being in a relationship because they're afraid, I will lose my relation, uh, my, myself. That means like, well, you know, one person I was, you know, they might 
change political parties or religions. And after a while, they don't know who they are, so they have to stay out of a relationship and be myself because they don't have a right to create their own experience. So crazy what we do to our kids, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, tell me about yeah. it. You know. Yes, I, but I guess if you're broken, I mean, that's the only thing you know how to share. Well, it's almost yeah. like, yeah, I mean, it's innate. You don't yeah. realize you're doing yeah. it. That's just, you know, it's a part of who you are. So how do you come to a point <clears throat> where you can overcome that? Because I, I've heard, you know, I've read a lot about attachment styles and I've heard that avoidance and um, the anxious generally pair with each other and then it's a nightmare. It the is. Secure people don't want to deal with all the stuff that goes along with the other two styles. Mm. Oh, that's absolutely the case. Now, one of the things, Ray, you said was, you know, we're broken. And in this model, nobody's broken. At one point in time, your brain took the best deal available. And mm -hmm. what I think, all these missing rights are actually the brain says, oh, it's not safe to have it now. Let's pull it away and put it on a layaway plan so that when things get safe later on, we can pull it back. And that's what I do in the work. We take it out of the layaway plan. I mean, if you think about it, I talk about this a little bit in the book. I talk about my own pilgrimage. I had a borderline mother who was alcoholic, right? Mm -hmm. When she got drunk, you, you had to really find out where you could hide out because it, things didn't get better as the night went on. <laughs> Not unless you wanted to get real cozy with the wall when she got unstacked, right? 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 So... Now, so I learned to hang out from the time I was four up in my bedroom and play, you know, with space rockets and things like that. Distance was the best deal, not closeness. And I didn't realize that that distance equals safe. That's what I call more right to separate than to belong. Now, if you're going to belong to a we with a mom where you get knocked against walls and beat, that's a good deal. Separation is the best deal available. I wouldn't be talking to you if it hadn't been. But then, you know, 25 years later, when I'm married and the, the pattern is I tend to be up in my room studying for my PhD and my wife says, Carrie, I feel alone. I go, honey, I'm in the house. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's, see, nobody ever gave that part of my brain an expiration date that the safety protocols from four no longer apply. Mm. So the best deal becomes a very bad deal and I, for, for my first wife. And I couldn't see it because it was like old shoe leather. Now, now obviously I can, but it's a lie. And the, the work is to find out, you know, for me, you know, it was distance equals safety. And so we had to work with, to work with, uh, Restoring that right to separate and belong, to feel comfortable in a we with closeness. We had to give my brain back that feeling. Now, whatever it is out there for you, there's always some particular flavor of safety your brain is looking for when it doesn't reach out, when it doesn't have a say, when it won't, it can't belong. If we can find that flavor of safety and tie it to mm. what you need and want in a relationship, your brain will gladly take it. But if you don't give it that, that magic key of safety, it will fight you for safety, for survival. That's why the book is called Safe to Love Again, not inspired, not guilt-tripped, <laughs> not vision-boarded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, you know, it's it's um, it's a lot to when we speak to or when, when I speak to individuals with you sharing things about love and this, that, the other thing and going back to being a child and carrying it, it as an adult. I always go back to um, things that I can immediately relate with what you're saying, you know, and I'm sure when people come to you um, searching, I don't mm -hmm. want to say broken because you said uh, searching, um, those are good trigger points to bring them back to, to help them repair forward. Yeah. Right. Some, yes. Yeah. Sometimes people know those trigger points. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes they don't. And the work uncovers it. Uh, I can remember working with one couple. And he really was all about, I need to do things myself. He was into doing the, I'm going to do a Sinatra. Well, doing a Sinatra in a relationship, she felt like, I want to be a we. I feel like I'm powerless. You just make decisions by yourself. And I did this one little exercise where... I put these ropes on the on the floor, like in a circle. And I had him imagine that his wife stepped inside the circle and could switch inside of him to feel his feelings. I had done it with him. And the moment he was okay switching into her, like imagining that he could get a pure hit of her feelings. But the moment she switched into him and felt him, his head went back, his color went out of his face. It was like he saw a ghost. And I said, what's going on? And he says, oh my God, I never thought of it. I go, what's going on? He says, I have the biggest fear that if someone gets to know me, I'm gonna get swapped out the way I, my mother swapped me out for others who would look better than me as a kid. Wow. wow. No wonder being separate and making your own choices felt good. I will get swapped out. Now, when we worked with that, exactly. I, you know, and got him saved that he could be, that, that not everybody's going to switch into him like that, that some people actually care. Within two weeks, it totally changed their relationship. He said the next session, it's so weird for the first time. I'm just thinking about what she needs when I make a decision instead of just being about myself. And they liked it so much. They came in two weeks later and said, can we do it again? <laughs> <laughs> but then what happens when it backfires? Yeah. <laughs> you know, if it backfires, then you make a repair. That's mm -hmm. what happens, you know. But it totally, you know, allowing, that's what he needed to feel. That's his flavor. If I'm in a we, I will not get swapped out. Now, other people might not be in a we because they felt intruded, or they may not be in a we because there was violence. Totally different, totally different reasons. That was his. Had nothing to do with addiction, although I've seen people that did that. Oh, God. Like for me, if you're dealing with alcohol, I felt like being separate from an alcoholic family was the best deal ever. <laughs> well, <laughs> might have been. <laughs> Yeah, and it was, but that was yeah, yeah. at the time. Yeah, he and I both were people that earlier in life, uh, you know, we we operated more separate than belonging, but for very different reasons. Same mm -hmm. right, different flavors of safety. Now let me ask: Does the does the um, like stress body know body knows stress? Good stress, bad stress. Stress is stress. Yeah, 
in in that aspect where you were saying you and the gentleman were kind of at the same point, but different, uh, the same result, but different stimulus. Is it the, is it the same or is it different? In if terms you know of, what I mean? In terms like, of what? Like the, um, the re the repair aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Like, did it's you, did you take your experience into his oneness or did you have to go and find the root of where he was to get to? For, for me to do the work with people. Yeah. I, I have my own pilgrims. I did my work in, but yeah. I have to switch into everybody and feel their exact. I, I don't base it off mine. That's me. Be right, right, That'll okay. be me staying on self, but yeah. it's, Getting everybody is so unique. And there is that unique moment where you can feel there's the key right there. And mm -hmm. it's just yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you. How do you figure out what's missing? Or which which right is not is the one or the two? Well, you hear uh the shape of the experience, and there's an, a bit of intuition for me. Uh and there's the fact that I know this theory upsides and downwise. So when I can hear from the certain patterns or they'll use catch phrases like, you know, uh, uh, like one, one woman client who had more rights, she was, I have to let him in. Okay. That's no right to create your experience. There's no boundary. I have to let him in. Right. And this was during arguments. So I realized, oh, wow, the right to separate and belong and the right to create her own experience. She could not set a boundary. That's not setting. So then we had to track that back. What was the little one seeking? What flavor of safety when the little one said, I can't let them, I can't, I have to let them in. Hmm. So everyone has, so if you're out there, you know, it's, it's finding what your brain's looking for. Because your brain's looking for something that one time was very precious. And we honor that. We don't tell it it's wrong. We go, thank you. How do we give that part of your brain a better deal? That is so interesting. Yeah, I know. It's definitely, um, yeah. It, 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 last time we were talking, you, you kind of blew my mind as well. So I'm right, <laughs> I'm right <laughs> at that spot again. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to go to break. Call 866 472 5792. That's 866-472-5792 with your questions, comments, or anything. Just be just be part of the show. When Ellen and I return on the Miracles and Recovery Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Can you truly expand your possibilities beyond what your normal capabilities are? It's very possible when you can know more, do more, and be more. Tune in each week to Shift Happens with host Karin Weary and co-host Ida Serena Lee. The world is waiting for you to show off your unique gifts. It starts with healing yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Once the scars of our past are gone, we can truly begin to shine. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. 
You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to miracles in recovery to reach the program today please call into 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 you may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org now back to this week's show and we are back for our last segment we are with dr gary salier now let me ask, is it Salier or Salier? It's Salier. Okay. Because when when we were, I was originally speaking to the booker, she said S-A, she said, make it sound like S-A-W-L-E-R. Yeah, uh, she yeah, she came up with like Sal as an owl. That's okay. Yeah, like Salier. Salier. You know. Yes. Where are you located, Doc? Where where are you at? San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah. Been out here a few decades. Yes. Yeah. My my brother, my brother is out there. He's uh he was ultimately due to COVID, he was uh he was furloughed then laid off from uh the Marriott uh hotel. Uh, he was yeah. the con- like the conference director. Like when conferences came to town, he I mean he oh, had yeah. a, I guess a pretty he had right a now. pretty stressful job. And um I mean, I guess if anything, it's given him relief. He's I mean, I don't know. I haven't I haven't spoken to him recently if he's doing anything, but um yeah, he's in in San Francisco. Yeah, that that whole business has suffered a lot. I I mean, I was yeah. thinking this would be the year I'd like to go back and do live events, you know. But instead, I mean, yeah. all my I have no local clients. They're they're all over the country or even the world. Uh, oh, no. I mean, yeah. because of Zoom. I mean, everything has moved online. Uh oh, have you been using Zoom with I, I the, my first time doing someone long distance it was on Skype back then. Okay, it was two thousand and I believe eleven. Oh wow! I was, and and or it might have been ten. And it, before that, I was actually doing some on phone. You, you know, back in old yeah. school days. You know, yeah, yeah. But I, I've been I so Zoom was not a big deal for me. I had already found out that I extend the right to separate and belong. <laughs> using electronic media. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, I, I um, speaking of um, businesses, uh, I'm the local Toys for Tots coordinator for the county that I that I live in. Good and you. every year we put boxes out. Mm-hmm. One third of the businesses that we go to that are common, you know, normal stops to bring boxes to, they're no longer in They're business. Gone. TGI Fridays, uh, Ruby Tuesdays. Wow. Those, those companies are all, I mean, the companies are shrinking, but yes. 
you know, the restaurants are gone from here, you know, and, and yes, we've been pretty hard with this, you know? You know, I think we'll recover, but there are, this is, there's going to be some big changes, right? Yeah. Yes, and, I think and, life is going to be different. Yes. We can't I do believe to go back to what it was. It isn't. I don't think I'll go back anymore, but I do believe the restaurants will come back. It just, but there right. will be people when we say that let's be honoring the grief of the people who lost their business. Yes. That may go. never get back in. And to be honest with you, this is a pity. This was avoidable, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, and for anybody out there that had that loss or lost someone dear, you know, our hearts go out to you. Uh, I've had people get COVID, you know, that I would, I've had the night when I woke up in the morning and, you know, someone I'm very close to and my, and my son and my daughter-in-law had always thought they had COVID. One did get it. And mm -hmm. I woke up at three in the morning thinking, my God, do I lose the three people closest to me? Yeah. That's yeah. a horrible moment. And, and there's, and you realize, and, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. The only, you know, the only, my only problem with that whole scenario is that while that was happening, happening, and thousands of people were dying a day, I, I, I don't know where I would be if my mother was hospitalized and they told me I couldn't go see right. her. I don't, I don't necessarily know how nice I would play with that. You know, I mean, granted. They would stop me at the door and all of that, but I I don't know, you know. So I'm so I'm you know I, I grieve for the people we lost. I have friends that I've lost, but if I was to lose a family member and wouldn't be able to visit, yeah, be you know be, be there, there. Uh, that's that's brutal. It is brutal, and yeah. I had a client that lost an, a relative like that, and mm -hmm. the most brutal part is not. It's the grief of they had to die alone. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's exactly. one thing not being able to visit them. It's another yeah. one when you empathizing realized that is the most brutal part of it. they had to die alone. Mm. They aren't coming home. You know, and uh, yeah, this is, you know, this is an extraordinary crisis. That, you know, but fortunately enough now, um, we, I get a... Um, an email every every morning and the numbers are going back up again a little bit but the deaths aren't repeating themselves like the numbers when they were going up originally yes. so i don't know if it's like they say that it's um it's morphed a little bit it's not as it's not as uh um yes the efficacy of it its strength has yeah. On the other hand, what's really odd about this virus, and I'm not an epidemiologist, but I've kept myself yeah. up on it, is like, you know, fallacy said, and others have echoed it, this virus is singularly weird in that you don't know what it's going to do to you. It could give you, you know, just a few sniffles, and it could take you out or anything in between. And while it's mostly predicated to really taking people out that are aged and have preconditioning existence. You know, you could be 25 and a Navy SEAL when it takes you out. Yeah, you no, it's true. Just how it yeah, hits you. It's Russian roulette. I mean, if you, you yeah. know, with the flu, you have a pretty good idea. I'm going to have three miserable days. 
but you don't think it's going to take you out. This is the weird thing about COVID is we don't know what number it's going to come up with for us. And I think that's where the weirdness of this thing comes in. And, and for relationships, um, it plays havoc with our sense of safety. It really does. And with, with that being said, I really don't think that um, <clears throat> a change in regime is going to, COVID is going to go, oh, oh, now I better stop behaving. You know what I mean? I, I don't yeah. think that, um, I, I, think it's, I think it's here to run its course, no matter who is at the helm. And, um, you know, the sad thing is, is, is it may spike and it may get bad again. Like you said, you don't know. I mean, I, I, I had it and it kicked my, it kicked my tail for about nine, 10 days. Um, fortunately enough, I had pre-existing conditions, you know, I have stents in my heart, but fortunately enough, my body was strong enough to deal with what it was. I didn't have to go to the hospital. I just sat on the couch and dealt with it. Um, yeah. It was the worst feeling I've ever had. Well, I had it and I wasn't sick at all. Yes. Yeah, I did not so, miss a minute of work. Yeah, yeah. And several of my friends had it. Actually, the men got really sick. The women, we weren't sick at all. And we're all older, you know. I'm in my 60s. Some of my friends were in their 70s. Wow. And, you know, I, I've had some people that all, it almost took out a couple of clients, you know. And what I'd like to say is you're right. I mean, we, we you know, how, but when I look at what your idea of, you know, it's, it's going to play out regardless of who's at the helm. You know, we can all be at the helm in some way by cherishing and protecting the people oh, near true. us. Yeah. Uh, and I think if we are all more, a little more responsible, we can cut this thing down. You know, at this point in time, there's a certain amount of this that's going to play out a branch of that. But I also think that we, you know, part of us, we can, we can cherish and protect each other. I, I wear a mask, not just for me, mm -hmm. but for, to protect others. Like for instance, I didn't realize this black mask I had only protected me, but not the other person. Uh, until I went to the doctors, and it's a, uh, and it, and so I actually wear it too. It's better at protecting me, and then I wear a second one over it because that other person, whoever they are, deserves the same safety that I do. Yeah, no, that's that, that's very true. Yeah, so if you know, if we do that, I mean, this is just this is what love looks like on a more societal mm -hmm. uh, level, you know, and uh, you know. And if we can do that, then we can all get empowered to having our lives back. You know, for me, that's, I try to, I ask the question, how can I give these four feelings that I talk about in the book that create love? Those mm. are welcomed and worthy and cherished and empowered. And I, I ask that in every single place I go. I always, I go to Whole Foods, I will say, oh, uh, thank you for bagging my groceries. You know, uh, Mary, I will look at their name tag. That's welcome. And if and if I can wear a mask, uh, that's cherished, whether it feels good or not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're here to, you know, and I, hopefully that, that creates more love on the planet. That's the only thing this is about, really. <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of it, at the end of it all, I think we'll we'll look back and and um hopefully start appreciating what we do have. You know, because we, as a, as a society, as, you know, as a nation, we're a disposable nation. 
everything that we have, we have made disposable. Yes. And, and we kind of go at life sometimes at each other the same way. Yeah, we are a generation of needs. Yeah. yeah. We got to understand that, that we think. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I look at it all, you know, I want to, when I think about it, I, I'd like to have our country just look at how can we have a little more we? The we is everything okay. in a couple. The we is everything. The constant, you know, the declaration of the new independence starts with we, not me. <laughs> we, the people. Right. Yeah. You. Yeah. And, you know, so we have this big societal contract that's implicit. And if we can, and love is, how do we show up to make each other feel worthy and welcome and cherished and empowered? If we can, if we can think like that more and more as individuals in a collective we called a nation, think how strong our country could be. No, you're right. If we're you're right. all saying, how can I give the people around me and the people I interact those four feelings? And if they're trying to give me that and I'm trying to give you that, this is what Robert Bella once described as, that's a model for the good society. Success. Yes. We, have, we have about a minute left on, on the show. So if you would, why don't you let people know where they can get your book again, how they can get in touch with you. If somebody heard something that they would like to reach out to you and um, discuss. Okay. The book is on, it's safe to love again. How to create the pain of, how to, how to release the pain of past relationships and create the love you deserve. It's on Amazon. Go to my website, GarySawyer.com, S-A-L-Y-E-R. You can write me at drgary at garysider.com. Got any questions? If you're interested in that. And there's free videos there too. Free gift uh, of more videos if you scroll down. Uh, and I try to answer everybody that answers me. So I would love to hear from you. And I just want to say thank you, Ray and Ellie. This is wonderful. Oh, no, thank wonderful. you. We love talking to you. And and thank you for being our guest again. Yes. Uh, the fourth time or whatever it is. I was Three looking at, yeah, I was looking back at the email and it was like, oh yeah, I love Dr. Gary. So we have 30 seconds. And with that, with miracles in recovery, hope is in your corner. That it is. Stay blessed. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness.